Hello to my darling undead creatures. Um, this is Alyssa here just coming at you. Um, I just wanted to get out there on this episode um, because we called for people to PM us on about 8 to 12 different <laughs> occasions for various reasons, and we never mentioned how it's possible to actually get in touch with us, so I just wanted to go ahead and do that. Um, we are available on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Children of the Night Podcast, if you search on Facebook. We're available um, on Twitter as well, at DracuCast. Um, we have a, a Tumblr page where we post new episodes, um, childrenofthenightpodcast.tumblr.com. And additionally, you can email us directly with any questions, concerns, or to take us up on any of the many, many offers we made and PMs re- we uh, requested on this uh, on this last episode. And that's going to be uh, Children of the Night cast at gmail.com all one word children of the night cast at gmail.com so if you want to get in touch with us because we asked you to uh, that's how you can do it um, as always this podcast does contain um, adult language and adult themes and and always we thank you for joining us Crawl to the drink wine uh welcome to the children of the night we are back at you again for yet another episode of the podcast i uh i remain your faithful host Alyssa, and your faithful host co-host i'm not the real host you're the real host you're <laughs> as much of the real you're in this now I, I you're am. in this now i feel like i i'm not the dracula I am wearing the cape. You I'm wearing the cape in this You're missing out because we are not a <laughs> vlog or a, uh, what are the kids doing? The kids are doing uh, YouTube channels. Yeah, we're, um, we're not The we're thing not you're vloggers. missing, introduce yourself, introduce yourself. Okay, this is Juniper, you know. Okay, so the thing you're missing because we're not a video production is that I am wearing a floor-length satin cape with a neck chain, and I have been for the last several hours while we have prepared to come at you tonight. And you know what? I think it suits me. I agree. I agree. I, I I didn't make it for you, but I think I think this I think is it who calls I'm, to it's you. pretty obvious that it wasn't made for me because there's like a <laughs> foot and a half of it that drags on the ground when I walk around. But you know what? I feel good. Like still, I feel it, good. it gives you a certain swooping, you know, walking through the, the halls, sweeping dead leaves along with yes, you in yes, a very yes, dramatic yes, fashion as yes. you walk purposefully to the window to to glare at the night sky. All I've ever wanted is a commanding presence, and I know that I am <laughs> unlikely to ever achieve this in life, but maybe. Maybe. In death. True, true. I'm with you on that. So we have watched a movie this evening that we are very excited to talk to you about. Um, so I, I think we've referenced a few times uh, our lost tapes. When we tried to record the first time and we were too dumb to figure it out, and by that I mean I was too dumb to figure it out, um, we watched a, a Hammer Productions Christopher Lee Dracula movie, and and we were so sad to have lost that recording that we've come at you with another one tonight. So we watched Dracula A.D. 1972, starring Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, coming back at you again. Um, would you like to read the tagline I on the front of the movie? I've been waiting to read this. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get There's a tagline on the cover of this oh, movie. It's and, so good. And okay, okay, okay so. The Count is back, with an eye for London's hot pants 
and a taste for everything. <laughs> How really, do you not love it? It belies the fact that he's only in the movie for like four minutes total, which is kind of Christopher Lee's like signature it as is. Dracula, right? Is that like the whole movie is about him, but he's there for like 10 minutes, yeah. if you add it all up. He like, has to be on set for, like, one day. Yeah, yep, for sure. That's um, how I want to work But he life. has a taste for everything. Everything. And an eye for London's hot pants. So this movie was insane. <laughs> that is a word. It was. That describes It was things. insane. So we, we debated for a long time whether we should. Um, so Christopher Lee played Dracula 11 times throughout the course of his career, which is like a staggeringly high number. And it was all for Hammer Productions with the mind, with one that wasn't. So, so the, the one that wasn't was, um, uh, it was like using footage from when he was filmed playing Dracula for Hammer Productions anyway. It was kind of a behind the scenes thing. So 10 times he played Dracula for Hammer Productions, which is just like, stupid like it's a stupidly high number <laughs> of times and we debated for a long time whether we should uh whether we should do one of the more like normal ones or if we should go for one of the just like balls out stupid as hell ones that he did later in his career and we voted balls yeah there were two that were done so hard. set in the 70s and we went for one of those so dracula 80 1972 as you might guess from the title set in the 70s Wicked dumb. Like, really, really dumb. I I don't don't even even know what to say. Christopher Lee is still... 70s movies, I guess it has some... Yeah, and as a person who almost never enjoys, like, modern cinema and who, like, really actually prefers to watch things, even if they're kind of bad, that were made a long time ago, like, I did... Like, the aesthetic of it was pretty good for me, but it was, like, you can't get over how dumb like a lot of the plot leaps are like that's what yes. kills me the plot leaps are a little <laughs> contrived a little just all like all over the place you're like wait did how was where did you where did that even come how from did you wait weren't yeah. you just yeah what? and that's how you feel for like the whole movie okay so so let's let's we're gonna recap this for you let's start from the top okay so we start with a recap of Dracula's death in 1872 at the hands of Lawrence Van Helsing, not Abraham. Maybe it's a totally different line of Lawrence. Van Helsing's, just like it's every a, other not year. Not that Van Helsing. It's like he went all through school and people were like, "Are you related to?" And he's like, "Oh no, 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 no. not those Van Helsings. It's not like Abraham." Yeah, no, I, I'm Larry. Yeah. Like, La- Larry Van totally Helsing, actually. Different. So Larry Van Helsing kind of like wrestling with Dracula on a carriage that's moving and he yep, stakes him. out of him. control. He doesn't even really stake him. He like falls onto a, a wheel. A broken wheel. That's broken. And like a spoke goes through his yeah, heart. And he's like, oh, this is, what the fuck? And Van Helsing just kind of walks over and is like, squish. Yeah, he like pushes him a little bit. So and you then, get the idea that he's like the hero in some capacity, yeah. even though it was mostly an accident. Yeah. And but, then some hapless jerk with bad sideburns. Just like walking by happens on this scene. Is he like he seems very I mean he's got a little vial with him. You don't think that's a coincidence? Do you carry around vials? You are an actual scientist. Of course I 
carry around vials. <laughs> what if I find something very interesting out in the woods? Actually, I don't carry around vials, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I do have fantasize a, about it. I, no, I do have a bunch of Ziploc bags <laughs> stuffed into my backpack. And the express reason for this is because one time I found a decaying bird skeleton in the woods, and I couldn't figure out a way to transport it home without making a mess. And so I started carrying plastic bags in my bag just so that I can scoop dead things into them, which I do with fair regularity. Or like weird mushrooms or like plants I can't identify, like slime molds, things like that. So I actually do, I carry plastic bags, which I feel like is the modern equivalent of the glass vial. So you might have just been a scientist. So this is me. Mm-hmm. You're a actually, good representation kind of me. Of of the general populace, yeah. right? No, I mean this guy. This guy? Like, he's kind of me. Yeah, I guess he's... He's wearing a weird line. shirt, and he has bad sideburns, and he comes onto this scene, and he sees Dracula kind of perishing, and, and Van Helsing dies, too, from yes. his injuries. I guess he, he like, looks tragically at the sky and flops over, but doesn't close his eyes, so Yeah, but that we're to dead, assume that he's dead, right? I think, because otherwise he wouldn't probably be bold enough to snatch the signet ring off. So he grabs Dracula's dope-ass pinky ring, and honestly, I want to give you a little glimpse into what it's like to make this show which is that we finished watching the movie and the first thing that juniper did afterwards was start googling where you can buy a replica of this pinky ring because i was talking about how i will actually perish if i don't have one i think we it's like a secret decode secret coder ring yeah except like, just us like oh we'll just have god. pinky rings oh my god so if we ever get big enough that someone wants to like gift us dope ass bullshit, yes, that's yes, yes. what we the need. The first thing that we need is Dracula signet pinky rings. Um, Not the universal one. The my hand. ring finger is a f- size four, so my pinky's got to be less than that. So good luck figuring this out. It better be adjustable. <laughs> okay, so so okay, so he grabs the pinky ring off of this pile of ash, which is, seems to be a Hammer Productions theme right is that when dracula dies it's like really fluffy ash too it's he like get, they shoot one cinders. scene of him like looking weird and then he's just ash mm-hmm. and there's just a ring lying there. no hair tumbleweed no hair tumbleweed no no hair tumbleweed he didn't even have like that transitional mummified no look. not in the recap and i think I think I'm not going to talk about it yet because in this scene you don't like get a feel for Christopher Lee as Dracula. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Okay, so they fight to the death. Some wandering idiot picks up the signet ring and also scoops up a little glass vial of ashes mm-hmm. and he takes it with him. And that's it. That's all we get. And then it cuts to the sort of like, okay, so you get the opening credits, which is when you feel like you understand where this movie's going to be because this is mm-hmm. just like this blazing, stupid 70s sax solo over the opening credits and yeah. Dick Bush. <laughs> I don't even remember what he was in the credits. He's an executive producer or something. Some kind of producer, but his name was Dick Bush. And I feel like if you're in this, like if you're not in the 70s and your name is Dick Bush, like w- there's just nothing. Like it's the only, the only possible explanation for being named that. So you get this like blazing sax solo and this like rotten 70s pop and you're like, oh, you know, like, this is, this is it. This is the 70s. We are in the 70s. Yes. So over the opening credits, like, you kind of see this, and then it cuts to um, Stone Ground. 
so the party, yeah. the party, the party. So it cuts to this like blazing ass '70s party, which is like just off the chain '70s as hell. Like there's, I afros. think it's actually the only scene with hot pants though, with actual hot pants. Yeah, yeah. no, I think you're right. There is one woman in hot pants dancing Maybe two because there's front a silver of the band. hot pants and, and blue. blue hot pants. Yeah, okay, dancing okay. on t- tables. Only the blue hot pants made an impression on me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so there's this band called Stoneground, um, who apparently at least some of the members of were, like, fairly involved in some things in the 70s. But they're okay. Like, they weren't, like, it wasn't ter- terrible. Bad. I mean, it was, like, it was like 70s. like, 70s as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this band playing, and, okay, so what's weird about this party is that there's all these, like, 70s people, like, young folks with bad haircuts and dumb hot pants, like, doing their 70s thing, like, dancing and looking dumb and, like, wearing little glasses and, like, a couple, like, making out under a table. Mm -hmm. And then there's these weird aristocrats standing around the edges looking horrified, like old people in tuxedos. And we don't know really how they got... They never explained this. Yeah, they oh, they said they're like... Oh, child, child, is it? No. Charles, Charles, Charles. How, how, get your friends out of here, whatever. His like old, old, uh, proper British mommy is all like, get them out of here. And he's like, I just invited the band. So I guess okay, everybody so came Okay, so we're to understand band. that they crashed the party because this one aristocrat invited this band to play mm-hmm. at his aristocratic ass party. So there's all these old people looking horrified, and we find out that. Someone has called the cops, and all of our soon-to-be heroes, these, like, young, like, 70s partiers, like, start betting on how long it's going to take for the cops to get there. Mm -hmm. And most of them are making guesses, but one guy really asserts himself very firmly, and he's wearing this velvet jacket with like ruffles underneath like not like the tiny ruffles like big ass your dad or i hope not your grandfather but um please don't please don't be that young it makes us feel feel okay if you do if you could be above 25 we would like feel much better about our lives um not the tiny ruffles from like a tuxedo these are like no like big big spilling big sexy like baroque ruffles and so he's got these, like, ruffles and this velvet, and he's very, like, eight minutes. It's going to be eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And you get that he's wrong, but you get the impression that he's very, like, sort of dominant. He's sort of yeah. asserting himself. And we talked about this, like, he's 70s hot. Yes, he, he absolutely is. He's got some amazing cheekbone action. This is a very defined hammer film, so they are all British actors, and his teeth are pretty... Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty normal. And, uh... But yeah, he's, he's like he's, he's got, got a bad haircut because it's the '70s, and he's not exactly my. Not the thing. worst haircut though. By no, far. there were worse haircuts in that movie. We'll we, talk about. Yes, we'll touch that. on that later. We'll touch on that. But um, he was like '70s hot. Like we yeah. saw him, and we were like, "Yeah, okay, I get All it. Right. I get it. Yeah, I will believe it. that he is the sexy lead, or yeah, whatever." So then um, the party gets broken up by the cops as predicted, and that's all we get of Stoneground, the band. <laughs> that's it. Um, but then they're all, like, talking about this later at a coffee shop. Oh, one mm. of their friends wears a weird monk's robe. Yeah, I don't what get... What is up with that? They don't address that. I thought he was, like, some weird kind of cult person, not, like, Dracula cult. Like, Yeah, but then they just kind of establish him as, like, a weird goof as the movie. Maybe he's just... 
goes like on. Like, the guy that would actually be our friend, like, he's, like, yeah. he he's just wearing the robe because he got back from LARPing. And yeah, he found it. and was He just like, thinks it's cool. This is me. Because he has, like, a little belt with, like, a pouch on it. Like, he's, like, straight yeah. up SCA. He's wearing a weird, like... Do they have SCA in the 70s? I don't know when it was founded. I have no idea. Also, like, where you, you can... That must be much more fun to have SCA if you actually live in England. Yeah, where <laughs> there's can, actually, like, some history in that yeah. damn country, and it's not just, like, America, which is yeah. founded on, like... like Muskets. Uh, and yeah, we just, like, we genocided all the people with history here and then just brought our boring 200-year-old white people stuff. Yeah. Like, I wish we had, like, old-ass buildings. Like, I want to go in a church that was made before 1800, like, really yeah. bad. But well, we've got us, like, St. Augustine. St. Augustine is old as hell. St. Augustine is old as hell. I mean, we, like, you and I live in the best part of the country for kind of spooky old history. Oh, I mean, yeah, New we England do. is really the the hotbed of if you like that I know, it's like not even my stuff. home, but I, well, original home of my life, but yeah. it's a, yeah. It's my spiritual home, definitely. It's the only place, like, we didn't have a huge vampire history. We had, like, a little vampire history, but we had that witch stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Whoa. Like, probably the most famous witch stuff in the world, which is rad as hell. Like, I'm about that. <laughs> I'm all about that. It's kind of disappointing. I was actually, like, I... So this is going to be, like, I hope no one who is a colleague of mine in my real career is hearing me talk about this, because, like, I... I don't know, I probably haven't mentioned this before, but, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a scientist, and, and, and so, but I was talking about this the other day. I have this theory that maybe the reason we don't run into witches anymore is because they've been genetically removed from our stock because of all of the witch trials. I feel like that's... Because they were mostly plausible. executed before reproductive age, right? So, like, maybe, like, the reason we don't, like, hear anyone getting accused of witchcraft anymore is because they were weeded out before they could breed. And I think it result, could be a combo of, like, them getting weeded out plus no one to recognize the signs. So, sure, anyone who would I be... I think this is just how I, like, console I mean, myself from not coming from a long line of unless witches. Unless you... I mean, like, I... I Imagine if lurk you around were, like, some a little weird bits of the internet where they're all, like... I found this ancient, uh, not ancient, but, like, this copy of this, like, super old book that has all of these rituals in it, and let's post them on the internet. Um, I think I'm just bitter that that's not my family. But I don't know if they actually get anything done. Like, I mean, you would think if there were a bunch of, like, witches out there trying to look out for themselves, like, really, they wouldn't somehow fix a lot of things? Yeah, for sure. In the world that were super shitty. Certain presidential elections. I have this theory that the the witch gene was just, like, more or less, like, maybe there's a few copies kicking around, but it was more or less eliminated in, like, the 16 and 1700s. And that's why they're all ineffectual. Yeah. 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 Maybe you need two copies to be, like, a good-ass witch, and there just aren't enough. Yeah. I would like to apologize in advance to anyone who may be reviewing my grad school applications <laughs> who just listened to that because, like, I actually do know things. But I'm going to excuse myself by saying that I am mostly interested in invertebrates and witches have backbones. So, like, what do I know? Yeah, it could be it could be anything. What do I know? Um, so, so moving on. So, so, so we leave the party and we see them all hanging out. All the kids from the party hanging out at this coffee shop. 
called The Cavern, which... But it's like a weird nightclub, but it's a coffee shop. Like, it looks like a weird nightclub, and you think they're in a weird nightclub, but it's a coffee shop. Yeah, and I thought they were getting some drinks of something real cool and fancy. There's, like, sugar cubes and... Like these crystal cups. Yeah, but no, it's a coffee shop, I guess. It is a coffee shop. Maybe it meant something different back then. Neither of us lived through the 70s, so, like... Not Were coffee shops wicked cool? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, so so they're there, and they're kind of, like, talking about, like, this party and how good it was and what they're going to do next. And this one guy with the velvet and the ruffles from previously is like, hey, you guys want to dabble in some some black arts? Yeah, maybe have a little, do you wanna, little black mask. Do you want to... Do you want to... Do you want to summon a devil? Yeah, I, I know. I know. Sweet. Listen, desecrated church. Listen, I got the hookup. It's not far. And it's absurd because there's this group of like 10 people and they're all kind of like varying levels of this, but they're either, they're all kind of like, maybe. Except mm. one. All right. Young Miss Van Helsing. Our girl. Oh, she, no. I was going to say our girl who's into it. Yeah, okay. she's into it. So there's two kind of representatives of the feelings in this group. Most of them are ambivalent, but we have a woman with the worst haircut I've ever seen on one side. Okay, so it's like this pixie cut, but like kind of around her neck where you might grow a rat tail, it's all long all the way around. So her hair is short all the way around the dome of her head, but around her neck, it's like inexplicably longer than shoulder length. Like, um... The mom from Brady Brunch, except really long. Yeah, it's like the, one of the worst things I've ever seen on a person. And she's kind of like, I don't know, I don't know about this. It sounds kind of shady. And mm-hmm. then on the other side of things is a woman with a, a sort of blunt bangs and a long brunette hair who's like, fuck, I'm down. Yep. As soon as yeah. he's like, you want guys want to do Satan stuff? She's like, hell yeah. Yep. And we were freaking out because we were like, that's, that's our me, girl. That's, me. that's our girl. Because like, if the two of us were at a party and some <laughs> weird guy in velvet was like, you guys want to go to a desecrated church and draw pentagrams on the ground? We would be yes. like, yes. Why? I am really yes. restraining myself not Thank to you. clap because we yes, learned because what we happened. Learned what happens when you clap during the recording. <laughs> um, we had a friend <laughs> who uh, took a look at our lost tapes to try and fix some stuff and found that the amount of time we spend giggling and clapping is detrimental <laughs> to the listening experience. So we've been trying to cut back on that. Speaking of giggles, they're trying to convince... Um, Oh, young Miss Van Helsing, that they should go. This is very good. And they're like, it's just a giggle. For a giggle. For a giggle. For a giggle. Let's go have a black mask. Let's go do a satanic black mask for a giggle. For a giggle. But Uh, yeah, Laura, our dark-haired angel, she is She's perfect, and she's totally down. And she, like, I get the impression she kind of wants his black velvet ass. Oh, she does. Like, hard. Okay, okay, so they decide to do it, Miss Van Helsing's uh, sort of protests or not, and then uh, we get a scene of the young man who, I don't know if we found this out or not yet, but we were about to find out is named Johnny Alucard. (laughs) Now, if you've never played Castlevania, I'm going to give you a minute to figure out what Alucard is. uh, Oh, I think it's just called Helsing, the anime. I never watched it. Oh, yeah, that is awesome in Alucard. Okay, so... 
It's Dracula backwards. <laughs> there you go. Um, play alert. Castlevania, Sorry. though. It's it's classic. Actually, I would vote for the second one, Simon's Quest, is my personal favorite. And actually, if you want to talk to me about this, PM me, because I have some strong opinions about <laughs> Symphony of the Night versus Order of Ecclesia. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, so, so Johnny Alucard is the one who's kind of the ringleader of this. And then we get a scene of him at his house, and he has this... Sweet picture. The oh, picture, though. The picture. Oh, the picture is sweet. I, so he is this another weird, movie prop that we need. It doesn't look like a painting so much as it looks like an etching. Like a woodcut etching. Yes. Something. Or like one of those, like, uh, you know, when you're a kid in art class and you get those, like, black oh, the scratch things that you boards. scratch off and it's, like, way underneath? It kind of looks like one of those. But it's obviously of Christopher Lee as Dracula baring his fangs. Impressively. In a really, like... Majestic. Yeah. And then underneath it, there's this little chest where he has the vial of mm-hmm. ashes that we saw the dope at the beginning of the movie collecting up and the signet ring. Yes. And he puts the signet ring on. It's worth noting that it's too large for his ring finger, but that our beautiful, beautiful, perfect Dracula was wearing on his pinky because he's an enormous beast of a man. And I love him. I love him so much. So he has this, so clearly he's some kind of, like, ancestor, I think, we're to mm. understand, of, like, the guy who was, like, doop a doop a doop going to scoop up some vampire ashes from this scene I've wandered upon. Actually, no, I'm won- wondering now if the, um, if their idea of Dracula is even more powerful, kind of, like, are the ashes, are his, like, non-corporeal kind of Dracula being, is it calling to him, is it calling to him, saying, hey, psst, 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 put these ashes Put these asses in a tube. Hold on to them. So you're thinking maybe the guy who wandered by, like Dracula knew he was getting killed, but he knew he could be brought back if someone, so he like used his like Dracula thrall to be like, yeah, just take some. You know you want some. Just take some Keep it safe. Just in case. Just in case. So maybe now he's exerting some kind of will on this kid. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good theory. I actually like that. It actually explains a little bit more than this, the here hero not hero mm-hmm. the main character of this movie just being me and being like <laughs> i got this tube of vampire dust let's see what kind of havoc we can fucking wreak with this am i right mm-hmm. it makes sense i'm into it i'm into it okay so then we flash to the car wash yeah car wash there's and, uh... always car wash scenes in 70s movies again neither of us lived through the 70s did y'all go to the car wash way more often than today Someone PM me that also. I want to hear PMs about Castlevania. I want PMs about 70s car washes. Get at me. Okay, so we're at the car wash, and this is Miss Van Helsing and her boyfriend, Bobby? I think it's Bobby. Bob, yeah. Bobby, I think. And they're both plain-ass, nice kid, like, blonde kids. Yeah, it's pretty obvious that they're the good kids because they're both blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, Oblivious a little bit. Yeah, so this is the girl with the rotten haircut, Jessica Van Helsing, and her boyfriend, Bobby, and they're going through the car wash, and she's kind of like, I don't know about going to this black seance, and and her boyfriend's like, it'll be funny. Yeah, he's like, well, nothing will happen. People will bring beers. Somebody will call the cops, we'll get kicked out, and then we'll go to the coffee shop. It'll be a laugh, Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't think it's a big deal. Um, and this is when we find out that she is the granddaughter of Professor Van Helsing, who is like the great, 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 great grandson of Larry Van Helsing, Lawrence the First Van Helsing. And he is played by the same actor who has played Van Helsing. 
for all of eternity. Peter Cushing. In the Hammer Productions yes. line, I should say. He's always Van Helsing. So um, so that's her grandfather, and she's kind of, like, flipping through these Satan books, being like, I wonder what's going to happen at this, like, black mass party mm-hmm. I'm going to. And he comes in, and he's like, these things are not to be toiled with and stuff. You know, like, you know, like old people Very do. dramatic When you get into Satan. And yeah. just like, this is not for When you. you get into Satan and old people are like, rah, rah, he, yeah, like, does like, that Don't stuff. tell me what to do, granddad. I, I'll get into Satan if I want to get into Satan. You're not even my real dad anyway. Yeah. You're not the um, boss of me. So then he very sweetly is like, please have dinner with your grandmother and me. And she's like, I have a party to get to. Yeah. And it stinks. And this is when we see that her outfits are always bad. Every single one. So bad. All of them. Even when Dracula dresses her, it's not that great. Yeah. Very bad. Very bad. Um. So uh, she... The goes show. to the graveyard mm-hmm. with her boyfriend, and it's outside of the church that they're trying to go to, and she finds the gravestone mm-hmm. of her, like, great-great-great-great-great-ass-grandfather. I think that's only her great-grandfather, they that's say. That's implausible, but I believe you. <laughs> it's impossible, but I believe you. <laughs> they say great-grandfather. It's got to be at least two great. And she's like, and she's like, it's a hundred years to this day, and she has a weird, like, hush, 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 hush. Yeah. For some reason, you know, she's like, it's 100 years to the day. And her boyfriend's like, so it is. And then the monk kid Yeah, the goofy kid jumps up from behind another (laughs) gravestone wearing, like, a mask. And kind of one of the best parts of the movie, he scares them, and they're like, oh, no, and they're kind of actually freaked out. And he He laughs. And he pretends to, like, wipe a tear from the mask. From the outside of the mask. And it's, like, surprisingly good acting. (laughs) Like, it's, like, it was very good. It really tickled Um, us. Um... So he scares them, and then they go. All they all go into. She's like, "I just want to go," and he's like, "Oh, but it's going to be so much fun." And Johnny wants to yeah. see you so badly, and so they all go into the church. And in here, we find my surprise birthday party. Yes. <laughs> so, so Bobby and and Miss Jessica Van Helsing have shown up to this party wearing like pale blue on him, and she's wearing like purple with a little headscarf and um, little short shirt like a uh, kind of tunic white sh- yeah, shirt yeah, and like some uh, good word. some pants like looking very like gonna go to the coffee shop or whatever they walk into the desecrated church and everyone else is like black massing it up yeah the, they're our, wearing our girl black. our girl laura is wearing literally the elvira mistress of the dark like slit down to the <laughs> navel like black dress yeah, flowy sleeves, very, like, if you're going to be satanic in the 70s. Like, if someone like, called me and was like, do you want to go to a black mass? Like, I would look through my closet and see what I had appropriate. Yeah. But they did not. No, they no. didn't. Do they do that? So they're like, complete the dark circle. Yeah, so they show up and they're all holding hands and there's, like, pentagrams chalked on the floor. Like and you do. like, all the friends are holding hands in this circle. My favorite, though, is the um, the giant D on the cloth yes, over the they altar. Have a, they have a black <laughs> cloth uh, draped over the altar and it, you know is there a cool baphomet chalked on it no there's a an a cursive d that looks like the cursive d of someone who just learned cursive and is like adding all kinds of weird dumb mm-hmm. flourishes to their awkward cursive d 
on there. Um, and so standing up at the altar is our boy uh, Johnny Alucard with the ruffles and the velvet, and he's all in black velvet. Yeah, serious, serious cultist. Kind yes, of robe there with a hood, giant sleeves. Yes, he's he's got it down, and he gets he our, is like an acolyte at this point. Yeah, and I'm feeling it at this point I think is when I got really mad because like Jessica Van Helsing chose Bobby over like a beautiful occult prince who totally is into her like Like, he's so into her like yeah for sure like if you're presented with these two men and one of them is named Bobby and one of them is a beautiful occult prince in black velvet like what are you doing what are you doing? Making questionable life choices. That's what you're doing. So, okay. So they show up to this black mass, and he is up at the altar, and he's all, like, ready to go, and he has their weird monk friend put on the stereo. Yep. Some, like, crazy tribal drumming and, like, noises. Very much like what you would expect the movie soundtrack to be like. And yeah. he's all, like, get into it. Feel the music. Feel and. I don't know if, like, music was laced with LSD back then. I was going to say, either they all dropped acid or were to understand that this music was so good. Yeah. I thought maybe he has some kind of, like, hypnotic music or something. Because it's just weird. Everyone's getting... Or or what they're smoking is just, like, 70s-level smoking. And I've heard that weed was way worse in the 70s. So it doesn't make, like, a ton of sense to me. But anyway, so the music's playing... They're all kind of flailing around you and they're like whooping the hair back and forth like, oh, this Doing music is called, this music is everything right now. And uh, then he goes on listing like every oh, he starts, demon. Yeah, he starts reading through like some old like Ars Goetia like stuff where he's like, he's like, and I call upon Asmodan and I call upon, you know, and he's just like naming them all and... Wait, Asmodan is from Diablo 3. He calls uh, Astaroth. Yeah, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, just name. He's like, I heard this name once somewhere. I don't know. I played it through Diablo 3, and, (laughs) like, the third act, Asmodan, was the one with the weird nipple piercings, and it was... Um, if anyone uh, has any Skyrim tips for me, I just started playing that instead, and I will take PMs about that as well. I just joined the Dark Brotherhood, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I mean, I'm going to stop right there. But uh, anyway, so he starts calling out demon names, and he starts talking about how he wants to summon the Lord of Hell, Satan, Beelzebub, Baal, you know, and he's, like, doing all this stuff. And uh, and, and then he starts talking about somebody being chosen. Somebody, somebody being chosen. And he says, Jessica Van Helsing, come up and assist with the black ritual. You've been chosen. And she does this face. Yeah. <laughs> Where she's like, if she's not tripping, she's overacting. Either she's trying to act like she's tripping or she's very bad actress. And I'm leaning I towards the latter. Yeah, me too. <sighs> but, yeah, like, I don't even know of any reason someone else would make that face other than if they were tripping no. and someone just, like, showed them... It's rotten. A really horrible tortilla chip. <laughs> like, you know, one of those things where it's just like, random freak out. What? Um, so, yeah, she's not She's not into being the dark mistress or so, even the dark assistant, the dark magician's then, assistant. And then. That's what you should be. And then. Yeah, the dark it's magician's way assistant. better than a magician's lovely assistant. <laughs> so, then interrupted by our girl, 
my homegirl in yours. Yes, Laura. She's Laura's like, just like nope, choose me instead. Nope. I want in on this dark ritual. Like she is me in this scenario where she's like, how dare you choose someone else when here I am ready to yes. serve our master. And she's making a very feisty, disheveled, dark hair everywhere, kind of cleavage, akimbo, like the like Very you do. Good. And uh, Very so she makes good. a convincing enough kind argument. Of my type, if I'm being yeah. honest. That she does she does get up on the altar there. She's yeah, up on the she altar. Does. And then like, he does the ashes, he sprinkles the ashes from the vial into a chalice and then he cuts <laughs> he cuts his hand and uh, very poorly and ineffectually like a yeah. bitch about it like honestly i mean like it's really frustrating to watch cuz he's yeah. such a baby about it he, is, like, he like cries out like you know, you know in uh, like westerns when they're like becoming blood brothers with their yes. their native brother that they've found peace with and they just like grab their knife and they like pull it quickly and they like wince a little and you're like dude we he's just... the opposite of that he, yeah he like gives himself a paper cut and it's like, like oh! his head back, oh! howling um, maybe so he, he's just in, in the ecstasy of the moment. Maybe. Maybe it's supposed but, to be like, yeah, maybe yeah. it's supposed to be like a delicious agony. But I don't no, think so. He doesn't act so. So he cuts his palm and then he starts mixing his blood with the vampire ashes. Which is sitting on Laura's chest. Yeah. In, like on her decolletage. Yes. And she's kind of all like, oh, yeah, this is weird and great and I love it. Until the cup starts, gets full, which... Improbable. No. We got really mad at this. If you, listen, another this PM I want to get from yeah. you is if you could make a little shallow cut on your palm and fill an entire goddamn sacrimonial goblet with like a quart of your damn blood without it clotting up or you bleeding out, like hit me because yeah. that's, that's something. That's really some shit. Like, it, and and honestly, in real time, like if he had cut himself the way it appears he cut himself, and he was supposed to fill that chalice with his blood, it would have taken half an hour. Yeah, unless you know? he like actually got from like, like his like his like down like yeah, yeah he got like some down wrist action and was yeah. like really going at it. But no, it was just if you wanted that much blood in the amount of time, if you didn't cut like the inside of your thigh or your neck, there's like no way. Yeah. You know. No. Anyway, so there's bloods spewing everywhere and uh starts splashing it's in this chalice on her chest and then starts splashing around and i'm like is he trying to get her to drink it because it's just splashing around yeah it's kind of sloshing on her and uh it's getting all over she's like like you in the ketchup earlier (laughs) i wasn't doing the ketchup though that was someone else like we were at a restaurant my colleague got got ketchup bukake earlier at a restaurant and this random server, just I don't even know. It how. was uh, it was almost tragic. It was like more upsetting than this scene. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so she's so yeah. getting the blood slash, and now now her. she's no longer really liking it that much. Now she's a little bit like ah, this is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah she uh, didn't want the blood all over her. No, it's ruining her dress. She's got dirt in it. This is like, where she and I separate. Yeah. Yeah, I would be like, well, are you trying to get me to drink that? Because you need to tilt it a little farther. Yeah, because like as it is, bit. I'm it's just all over my yeah, face. Yeah, it's just getting all over my neck and my cleavage. It's always out in this movie. See, I say decolletage because I don't have any. 
That's, you that's, the, that's the word for it when my, it's your flat-ass chest Make your, your breastplate. Yeah, my, which my, might be my mother because it sounds like your piece of armor. My flat-ass sternum. <laughs> How's that? Décolletage. So it's getting all over her chest, and, um, and she's not into it no. anymore. No, Is this not. when she just, like, when Jessica freaks out and takes off? I think they all kind of take off yeah. at this point. They're like, all right, this is a little much. So Johnny. everyone bounces. Jessica, the most hysterical of them, I and would And they all say. kind of just, like, look back at Laura, who's just, like, really kind of freak, really freaking out. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, on the ground She clearly crying. isn't part of this anymore either, but they leave her there, and she's kind of like, Jessica, help, yeah. and stuff, and they just, like, leave her there. And then... The magic starts then, to happen. And then... All this time, they've been flashing out to the graveyard where you see this earth kind of like whoop, whoop, just like wiggling a little, <laughs> rising a little bit. There's some really sinister fog. Whoop, whoop, Seeping whoop. up from the ground. And then finally, finally, birthed from the earth, our beautiful, beautiful savior. A cloud of mist. My perfect, perfect man. Here he comes. Christopher Lee's Dracula. Oh, yeah. Now, you guys missed out on the lost tapes. So we're going to have to recap the merits of Christopher Lee as Dracula for you a little bit, I think. He is up there for my favorite Dracula, if not my favorite Dracula. And he had some, like, issues getting acting work really early on in his career because he's so tall. He's, like, six foot five. And, like, a lot of the studios, when he first started acting, were like, you're going to make everyone else look ridiculous. Like, no way. No way. And then he got some, like, bit parts where he was, like, seated at the table. But it wasn't until Hammer Productions cast him. And they cast him first, actually, as Frankenstein's monster. And Hmm. then as Dracula. Which I don't see him as a Frankenstein's monster because he's very tall. Yeah. But he's not, like, a Ron Perlman refrigerator. Refrigerator. He's no, got he kind of a lean. Girth, but yes. he is. He's, he's big impressive. and he's tall, but he's kind of got this lean sort of mm-hmm. sort of look to him. Um, but anyway, so so perfect. Christopher Lee comes into the desecrated church, and he's six foot five and wearing a floor length cape, Rine, lined in red this time. Oh, yes, lined in red, and it's black, and his hair is like black, and it's brushed back, and he's always got this look of like distant sadness and a little bit of boredom with human life like on his face and this is what I find so compelling about him is that he almost never has any lines Mm -mm. but he just like he still acts better than anyone else in the movie because (laughs) he's just got this look where he's like and you have this you can't see me doing the look I'm sorry but it's sad and it's bored almost where he's like I've been alive for a thousand years and like I'm just sick of this song and dance and if we could just get this over with mm-hmm. kind of look and it's um and then he does this thing where he like pulls his lips back and shows the fangs and so but it doesn't look that weird like some people no. do it like and yeah. you're like why are you grimacing but he's got a really good, like, he's so good. Like, he's yeah. really very good. I feel like he doesn't need to, like, open his mouth that much to, like, really show the things somehow. Like, he doesn't have to, like, be all, like, no. gap jaw. Yeah, he and, doesn't, like, like ah. no, he just kind of, like, pulls his lips back a little bit, and you see the points of the mm. fangs, and you're like, 
Yes, Daddy. <laughs> you know, like I swore today my New Year's resolution was that use. I was going to stop saying yes, Daddy, all the time. Um, I w- let's not. But I was going to stop doing that, um, but I haven't. Apparently, nope. um, this record will stand as evidence that I have not successfully done that. But yeah, so he comes into the church. And, um, oh, we get to see him and um, Johnny, Johnny Alucard. And he's like, I did this. I brought you back. And Dracula <laughs> looks at him like he's a fucking fly on the ceiling. And he's like, I willed it. And you just, like, have this moment where you're like, ah, like you thought you had any power or cachet. You thought you were so cool. And Drac just made you nothing. I don't, And that's why I'm thinking maybe it was, was like, yeah, the ashes were drawing him in, kind of a little thrall no, thing with the that ashes. Makes sense. That, that actually, makes sense. I like that a lot. I like, I like that a lot. But he just looks at him like a stain on his goddamn yeah, boot, and is like, like nah. "I willed it." So I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, and then he just like strides into the church. Yep, and uh, and Laura, who has been like, "Oh my god," <sighs> up to this point, just like locks eyes with him, and like, how can you not though? Like, I feel like I relate to this very deeply because, like, she just sees him and is like, fuck. Yep. Like, you can see the pit just drop out of her stomach as she's like, dang, though. Dang, son. Like, I both fear and love this. And then he comes over, and this is, like, my favorite bitey scene of the movie it's, because this is it's where... It's the best bitey scene of this movie. This is where he, like, he, like, wraps his arms around her, and he tips her back, and he, like, puts his mouth right at her mouth like he's gonna kiss her. Mm. And then just, like, a, she's like, uh, yes. yes and then it. And then at the last second, he just, like, turns her head and bites her neck, like, just kidding! Like, he doesn't even do the, like, kind of, like, oh, maybe I'm gonna be nice about this and, like, brush her hair out of the way. No, he no. just, like, grabs... Her yeah. face. He and like goes in like, like he's gonna kiss her and then just like jerks her head to the side and like <laughs> and uh it's very good. It's yes. very good. I feel like Christopher Lee's Dracula is kind of I really like the sad bored Dracula aspect, but it's kind of the foil to Gary Oldman's Dracula in a lot of ways because he's so savage and he cares so little for like how these people feel Mm -hmm. and like you know what I mean like he just sees this woman like you know all about him but in like a tearful kind of way and he just like you know he doesn't care it's like the it's the opposite scene of the scene we talked about in um Bram Stoker's Dracula where like uh where Dracula Gary Oldman Dracula and Mina Harker are like making out and you mm. he gets the bloodlust mm-hmm. and he like wants to bite her but instead he just like turns his head away towards the camera and is like <laughs> and just like like whips his head around like and you see him desperately wanting to bite her but instead he's like kissing on her and this is the literally the the polar opposite of yes. that scene where he's like hey baby what's up mom going for a smooch just kidding <sighs> and uh and I think that's when we lose Laura I think Johnny yeah. even Johnny Alucard takes off at that point right yeah so well somebody's got to depose, dispose of the body so right we don't get to see that we don't get to see that. Then we just see her friends the next day talking about yeah, how no like, one has seen her. And Johnny shows up and he's like, yeah, I took, her, I took her to the bus station. Yeah, she was going home to visit her family in Ramsgate. And they're like, oh, really? I thought she was from... Hogsmeade. Yeah, Hogsmeade. And uh, Hogs, Hogsmeade's <laughs> in England, right? 
I think so. Yeah, I thought I dropped her off at the Three Broomsticks. Yeah, in Hogsmeade. she's totally, totally safe there. Um, so anyway, he's like, yeah, I took her to Ramsgate. And they're all like, oh, weird. I thought she lived somewhere else. And he's like, oh, no, you thought wrong. Definitely Ramsgate. Yeah, she's totally there with her folks now. And um, then we see, is this when we see them find the body? Yep. No. Wait, no, not? first he takes Gaynor. <laughs> okay. Dana? So I thought this woman's name was Dana. I thought so too. I was absolutely Dana. for Dana. And then towards the end of the movie, I was like, wait, did he just say Gaina? Gaina. Mm-hmm. And then we looked it up and it's Gaynor in the credits. Gaynor. G-A-Y-N-O-R. And Which, I don't know if, if you're British, that comes out as Dana. <laughs> Gaina, maybe. But anyway, so so I think we see him kind of start like, he gives her the tickets to the show first and is like... Oh, yeah, because he's trying to get Jessica to go to the show. Yes, but Jessica, Jessica doesn't like, want to, and he kind of no. accepts Gaina as a substitute. Yeah. He's like, well, a drax has got to eat. And then we see some kids playing soccer, football, excuse me, in a, like, abandoned lot near the cemetery, and they find Laura's body. Yes. And this is when the police get involved. Yeah. And you see them kind of like looking the body over and then discussing if maybe it could be one of those cult murders like they have in the States. Mm-hmm. And this is one of my favorite things where they're like, you know, cult murders, you know. Like they have in the States. Like the States. You know, like like as if they were talking about Burger King. <laughs> or like, you know, like they have Burger King, you know, like overseas, like how they have Burger King. You know, like satanic cult murders. Yeah. Like, you know, like in America. Like they do. You know those... It actually is the only moment I felt a, like a little flickering pride to be from the United States of America. Where I was like, yes, I am from the land of cult murders. Yes. There are satanic cult murders where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you limey Brits could get like learn a thing or two about real savagery, you know? Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so we kind of check in on the cops a little bit and... Um, and they, this is when they check in with Van Helsing. Professor. Professor Van Helsing, Jessica's grandfather, Peter Cushing. And they're kind of like, hey, you know a lot about, like, witches and the occult and stuff. Do you think these are cult murders? And he was like, like they have in America? <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't really, like, know too much about what they're talking about. And he, but he offers to, like, be as helpful as he can. And then they're like, oh, also, can we talk to your granddaughter, Jessica? Yeah. And he's like, like why? What? And they're like, because she's friends with the dead girl, basically. Yeah. And she she's already assured her grandfather that she's not shooting oh, yeah. up or smoking or having sex with anyone just she's yet. She's like, I've never done LSD, I'm not shooting up, and I'm not sleeping with anyone yet. Um, which, like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds like a modern, productive citizen to me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so the police question her, and I think during this we are like, flashing back to Johnny Alucard and Gaynor at his apartment. Yeah. And she's, like, smoking the, she's smoking huge, the fattest the Christmas joint. blunt, the fattest Christmas blunt that I have ever seen. Because he, he's just, like, smokes in the box on the table, and he, like, okay, like, that's where the cigarettes are. Nope. Huge nope. ass joint. Huge. And so he goes, oh, what is his thing about... 
inner sanctum will play later. Oh, yeah. So he's about to go into his bedroom and she starts to follow him and he's like, mm mm mm, inner sanctum. Food and wine now will play later. And you're like, Johnny Alcard, you freak though. Also, he must be hungry. Yeah. Because that's, I feel like, the only real reason you'd be like, nah, babe, no bedroom stuff. Hang on. I gotta get my za first. <laughs> Hang on, za first. <laughs> we'll play later. It's it's the meest thing of I of this whole movie. Like I and, need my Tatino's pizza rolls yeah, first. Like, <laughs> hang on, babe. Let me slam jam thirty Tatino's pizza rolls. <laughs> don't then date, we'll talk. Don't, and by don't play, date don't date me. I mean, the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, and by yeah, and by play, I do mean Ocarina of Time. And by play, I mean you're gonna sit there and watch while I do horseback <laughs> archery, and then I turn around and look at you after my perfect score, like, huh, huh. Thumbs up. Huh? Very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he doesn't let her into her bedroom. And then he does like something in there and we don't know what. And we're like cutting back to Jessica getting questioned by the cops. And she basically tells them, she tells them the truth. She's basically like, we were at the she churchyard. She tries not to. And she's like, I don't know. Uh-huh. And they're like, really? And she crumbles like a, like yeah. a fucking moist angel food cake. She just like... <laughs> She is a moist angel. <laughs> she kind of is a moist <laughs> angel food cake. Like, uh, uh, angel food cake left out in the rain. Oh. Uh, um, so she just, like, is like, yeah, I don't know, we were at the churchyard, and we left. When I left, she was definitely alive. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all she tells them. And then we cut back to Johnny Alucard and Gaynor. He's just rubbing his mouth all over yeah, her face. Yeah, he's just got, like, <laughs> his open mouth, and he's just like... Where's rubbing it back and forth on her face and it's maybe we have advanced kissing techniques in the new millennium and but. she looks bored yeah or she's just like, like stone asleep. Not gore, yeah maybe but. it's the two fatty christmas blunts <laughs> oh because when he comes out of the bedroom she's lighting up a second one and this is a comically large joint like either yeah. the people who made this movie have never smoked weed or what but it's like it's like um I don't think I've you know, like, I it's might not like have a, ever seen one that big in real life. It's like life. a following a rapper on Snapchat like <laughs> level of like huge ass blunt where they're just like stunting, like look at how big this blunt is. So anyway, she smokes two of those and uh then he's just like rubbing his open mouth all over her and she uh. like kinda looks either like bored or out of it, but she's definitely not like exactly reciprocating. No, she's not reciprocating. <laughs> This co- this caused me, I want you, again, I'm pulling back the curtain on this episode a lot from our mystique, but at this point I paused the movie to tell my co-host an extended story about my feelings about The Bachelorette, the last season of The Bachelorette, which is that James Taylor only kisses Jojo in the mustache zone and never on her <laughs> actual mouth, and that's why he got sent home, and also why he's the not, not the next Bachelor, and we do have Nick Vile instead, and we are going to start up on January 2nd, PM me, if you want to talk about the bachelor um but anyway so he's very bad at doing kissing stuff yeah very bad um but, but I he think does we just like cut away from her i don't yeah. think we get to see him bite on no he her. uh oh this he, he isn't he, even a vampire yet not, i forgot about this yeah. he drags her to the church like in a very kind of inebriated coercive dragon, like yeah. maybe he got her super high so that he could do this kind yeah, of way very shaky. he drags her back off to the church and um gives her over to Drac. And Drac is mad. He's like, This isn't the girl I want. Yeah, he's like, This isn't my I ordered. But this then is he, not what he's I ordered. Like, 
I am hungry, though. It's like when yeah. Domino's gets to your house with the wrong order, and for a minute you're like, should I just tell them to go away? And then you look at it and you're uh, like, you know what? I'm so hungry. I can deal with pineapple. I can deal yeah. with pineapple. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. So he does bite her to death. And, um, and, and then I think the next... Johnny's like, oh, and he's like, do a better job getting rid of bodies this time, idiot. Yeah, for uh, sure. Except he says it much more, I don't know. We cut back... Dracula-ly. To Van Helsing, and he's doing his anagrams. This is the worst scene in the I whole hate movie. This, scene. I hate this is it. the worst scene in the whole dang movie. Okay, I don't so, know if yeah, I feel like they had to put it in because they thought maybe their entire audience was, it was going condescending. to be stone off their minds. Sure, but it's awful. Either they think everyone watching this movie is like wicked fucking dumb or something. But so okay, so it's the brilliant professor. Lawrence Jr. the third, Van Helsing, sitting at his desk and he No has relation to Abraham Van Helsing. No relation to Abraham Van Helsing or Vigo Mortensen <laughs> as Van Helsing. He has written out in all capital letters Alucard at the top of a piece of paper. And then at the bottom he's drawing little lines, like like from each letter to 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 move the letters around, doing this anagram in a very in a very like methodical and stupid way and finally he's like that spells Dracula as though it's not just Dracula backwards as though it's all mixed around and he can't figure it out so he carefully solves out this anagram on paper and then he's like (gasps) and they show the piece of paper yes you watch him do this on paper for like a long ass time and it's just painful rotten Rotten. yeah it's the worst and then we cut to the, him with the body in the car, uh, Johnny Alcard, and the laundromat girl. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, kicks his body out of the car. Into he a pulls lake. up next to, like, he a just slope a- into a lake and kicks the body on it. It kind of tumbles into, like, some shallow-ass water at the edge of the lake. It's not Like, submerged. not enough to hide a body. It's not submerged. It's no. just there. Like, he's he's not good at... He's the worst at this. Yeah. Like, Dracula could have chosen so much better. Yeah. Call me. I'm in the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> I'm very good at this. What is yeah. the music of life? Silence, my brother. I'm good. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> um, on it. But anyway, so so then he pulls up to a laundromat, and you kind of see him. Oh, he, he yeah, because watching. Drac is like, dude, with the dead bodies, you gotta do a better job. And he's like, well, it would be easier if. And this is when we have a little problem because. Alyssa and I really can't. We're like, why don't why don't we get to see that tender embrace? Why the laundromat girl? No, no. When uh, when Johnny gets bit. Oh yes, I for I forgot. This is when this happens. Yeah. Okay. So so when Drac is like, "Hey, you're like screwing up with these women." Johnny's like, "Well, maybe if I had powers, like vampire powers, I could." And and Dracula kind of looks at him with this like distaste and like dislike in his face. And then Johnny just like tips his head to the side and exposes his neck like. Come at me, daddy. You know? Yes. And Dracula looks kind of like grossed out and like reluctant, but he approaches on him and kind of like swings the cape up. He starts to like move the cape up and then it cuts. And I'm really mad that we don't get to see homoerotic Dracula in this movie. And I directly blame the lack of homoerotic Draculas in the 70s for the overabundance of gay Dracula, yeah. gay vampires in the 90s. Yeah, but it's, like, really frustrating because I feel like this movie, like, I feel like that's a much more complex and interesting relationship than Dracula has with any of the women, which is, like, very straightforward. Yeah, it was just... You know? And, and okay, I admit it. Maybe I would like to see Dracula 
Christopher Lee Dracula, get down on a dude neck. Maybe I admit I'd be into that. But I'd like be into it's, that. it's just like it's unfair, I feel like. Because you see him bite on all these women and th- those relationships are so boring. Mm-hmm. And then you get this weird creep who's like obsessed with Dracula and brought him back to life who's like, give me your powers. And you don't get to see that. No. No. You know, but we're to understand he's made Johnny a vampire. Because the next time you see him, he has very visible puncture wounds on his neck. And very oversized, goofy-ass fangs. He like, has the worst fangs. And, and and we were trying to discuss why his are so bad. They're just... They've got to be bigger. Like, Christopher Lee's are, like, skinny and, like, pointy. They're, they're, they're like, fangs. Like, a snake fangs. Yeah, and, and, and Cat it, fangs, I think at, we were talking about how... So, Christopher Lee has kind of, like, a janky grill. Like, yes. his teeth are pretty, like, kind of, like, crooked and, like, kind of... You know, they're not, like, perfect Hollywood teeth. And somehow the fangs, I think, fit They work. Better it just with works. That. Yeah, and so his look kind of, like... They look good on him. They look natural. It's like the cape, you know? Yeah, you see it, it on him works. and you're like, what else could he do? It's perfect, you know? But on this dude, the fangs are goofy and terrible, and he has to and contort his face in weird ways to show them off. And and then you see him staring at a girl at the laundromat. And yeah, then we she's just cut doing laundry. To the police, and they're like, three women have been murdered, and you're, you're to like, understand. Wait, what? One, we two, had to pause it and figure it out. And we're three. like, did he kill a laundromat girl? He must have. He must have. He did. So the laundromat girl, we're to assume, has been got, um, and uh, that's where my notes stop, but there's a whole <laughs> lot of movie left after this, so... Is there, though? Um, some, anyway. Some. Well, this is where people just start getting vamped all over the place, because Bobby, all of a sudden, yes. is like... You he, see, the next time you see, oh, this is when they, like, um, they go to, so Van Helsing has put the crucifix on Jessica, mm-hmm. but um, then they go to the house, and they convince the housekeeper, Bobby does, to yeah. let her go with him. Yeah, so they go to their so, coffee yes. shop. So Bobby brings her to the coffee shop nightclub. And, uh, uh, what's it say, Johnny is there waiting for her, and they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, which is kind of, turns into kind of weird. You're like, wait, you just brought your girlfriend? To, like, this guy, but he goes all, like, blank-faced zombie kind of thing. Yeah, Even he's, though he's acting kind of weird. But he's, like, a bad actor, so he's, it's hard to tell what he's going yeah. for. Anyway, so they, they send her there. They they grab the crucifix from off her neck. And yeah, and, like, Johnny's hand him. gets this big burn in it from the crucifix, mm-hmm. and they go to, like, try and deliver her onto Dracula, and this is when Van Helsing realizes, he finds out that his daughter's been got. Mm-hmm. This is a granddaughter. This is also when we find out that Bobby is also a vampire now. Assuming Johnny did it, I... I guess. Drac seemed so displeased with the idea of having to bite some grody teenage boy <laughs> that, like, I imagine it had to, it had to have been Johnny, who and doesn't seem like, to suffer from the same scruples. Yeah, Johnny would be fine with it yeah 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 whereas drac was like gross Mm. it's like if you like yeah i don't know it's gross it's like the way some people feel about cilantro i feel like where you're just like (laughs) no though it does taste like no no so um so he's a vampire now too so the two vampire boys bring her to the castle meanwhile van helsing's running around trying to figure out where his granddaughter's gone he runs into one of their female friends and she's like oh i know where Johnny lives, but I never told anyone. Yeah, and she makes the point of making it weird because she's yeah. like, "Yeah, I went there once for a good time, like whatever." Yeah, we're, I, we're like for a giggle. For, no one for a giggle. No one said anything about why you went there. Maybe you no just one were wants like, to know. We just want the address. Yeah, you weird just, beard. You might have just dropped him off. Like, what do we care? We don't. No one cares why you were there. You're still alive. Like, yeah, no, just tell us the address. 
So, like, do you know the address? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird scene. It's almost as weird. I haven't touched on Van Helsing's grandfatherly relationship with her, but oh, I think we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it fully at the end. Yeah, we'll just get to this. Um, so, so um, Van Helsing goes to Johnny's apartment and has a confrontation with him there. <laughs> um, do you want to? You want to. Oh, so Johnny's at his apartment before Van, Van Helsing gets there, and he, he's running oh, around. This is really good. Um, I frantic, the sun's coming up, and uh, it seems pretty, pretty far up, but whatever. He's got a coffin in, in his, his living room? and okay, in his regular-ass apartment, okay, so, full of Ikea furniture and a coffin. I can't judge him too much, because I know people <laughs> with coffins in their living rooms. Shout out on Judy. <laughs> but still, you got, you were really planning this out, kid, huh? Yeah, so he yeah. flips, It's he's got like coffee table books on top of his coffin and he like flips it up he's pulling stuff out of it he's got it's just piles of black, black velvet black velvet a chandelier and an armload of giant dildos like okay what? the best we could come up with was that they were can pretty huge candlesticks candles. but they were like so big old black dildos so they were like big so old he's just black like throwing dildos. this all on the, on the Candles? Yeah, but he's like unloading this coffin. So he's trying to get in there. Van Helsing busts in. They have a little altercation. He throws a Bible with the uh, the crucifix wrapped around it into the coffin. So now he's like, no, no, because he can't take it out. He can't. Now he can't hop in there. And then, to add insult to injury. Van Helsing grabs a dildo and throws it at him. Throws a dildo at him, but misses by four feet? Or at least. Like, I am Misses terrible by the entire length things. of another human being. And I probably would have done a better He job. hucks this meaty dildo across the room and just misses his head by, like... like and I don't know why they didn't, like, just do another take. But the best part is that Johnny ducks as though it was a close call, yes. you know? Like, really exaggeratedly Doesn't throws himself try to the floor. Doesn't even to use his vampire powers to catch it or... No. Just stand no. there and take it and he be like impressive. He, like, throws no. himself out You know of Dracula would have just let it hit him and been like, really? Yeah, I can picture Dildos Christopher Lee looking sad and bored like, as why? this thing clubbed him in the neck. And he was why? just like... Why would you hit me with a dildo? Really? Uh, so, um, so they have a little showdown. A little, little scuffle. Johnny cuts Van Helsing with a knife and gets away. He gets into the bathtub. Yes. Where he flails around and opens so the he, blinds. Yeah, so he stumbles the... as he goes into the bathroom and grabs the chain that opens the blinds on the skylights. Yes. And he lets all this sunlight into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But then... He also turns the water on? He falls into the shower and simultaneously accidentally turns the water onto himself. Yeah, so he's splashing, he's burning, he's splashing, he's howling. We're not really There's sure. There's so much going on. Is it the water? There's so much going on that we don't understand anything about. All we're watching yeah. is this man kind of flailing and shrieking and... Yeah, but I guess the cops got tipped off and they show up. Yep, yep, yep. And there's a dead vampire in the bathtub mm-hmm. and there's Van Helsing with a cut and they're kind of putting a tourniquet on him. And... <laughs> he got stabbed with like a three-inch knife. Yeah, he got a little scrape and they're treating it very seriously. With a tourniquet. With a tourniquet, which in my understanding is something you only do like in the field if you have no other recourse and you are accepting that someone might lose the limb rather than the rest of their body. 
Yeah. That's my understanding of what yeah. a tourniquet's for. And I and and I, you know, I get this entirely almost from the medical history podcast Sawbones, if that's something <laughs> that you listen to, but my understanding of a tourniquet comes from there. So anyway, they're treating him with a tourniquet and they're kind of like and he's explaining to them that Dracula's back. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know what we didn't talk about earlier when the cop is like, who knows anything about vampires? Oh. And Van Helsing's like, I do. Me dog. Me dog. And he kind of, he's explaining now and also previously, but now is when it really all comes out that like his grandfather fought against Dracula and he believes Dracula's back and he's real and you know. He's got proof. A hundred years ago we had proof. Yep. All this, all this stuff. My grandfather was a scientist and he had proof. Not me dog. No. I wish though. Yeah. Maybe this is my calling. Where do you go to grad school for vampire science? Um, I think from the college that you already left about folklore. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. So anyway, um, yeah, I kind of already studied vampire science, didn't you, I? I think you already did. Yeah. You studied vampires and you studied science. I think that makes you a vampire scientist. Yeah, okay. That's my new business card. I'm going to get them printed up. I'm down. So I'm down. PM me if you print business cards. I'm <laughs> requesting all the PMs today. Um, so, so... Yeah, so they kind of talk to Van Helsing, and he explains that he thinks Dracula's back, and he goes off to the church to try yes, and But find... first, he gets a shovel and some crosses made out of sticks. Yep, uh, he, like, makes some dowels into crosses, yep. and he gets ready. He prepares. He prepares. He's got some holy water. Oh, yeah, because we were talking... So he goes to a church and just walks in the, the front door in the vestibule, and uh, in Catholic churches, they have a little puddle... On a, on a little bird bath of holy, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Okay, I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm laughing because I wasn't raised Catholic, so I'm allowed. I, to I be. wasn't. I wasn't either, so that's why I can be <laughs> disrespectful about it. Um, no disrespect. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. But so the, it's there. It's there. It's a little holy. Um, your little bird bath of holy water, and you stick your little fingers in it and cross yourself, and that's he how you do. He just goes in there with he just a goes Poland Springs bottle and just, like, fills it up from the vestibule. So now I'm wondering, like, can I go to a church If and I just, need to carry some holy water with just, me. Just, like, stick it in, because it's not going to be, like, just in case. a second. I'm not going to be walking through no, there, you're like, glug, glug, dipping glug, my glug, finger glug, in there glug, like glug. everyone else. I'm going to be, like, <laughs> submersing a flask. I'm picturing you with one of those little chubby, like, eight-ounce, like, Poland yeah, Springs it, bottles. Just, like... I just, well, no, no, I, I have a flask. It's a, It's got a little skull on it. It says poison, and Perfect. that's what I want to stick in there. Perfect. But it's a little baby flask. It's only, like, half as tall. Yeah. So, yeah, I need to put that in there and just glug, 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 I'm into glug, it. Glug, glug, I think glug, if you glug, explained, glug, glug. I just need to be prepared. Yeah. Like, people would be fine with it. So, um... Yeah. So yeah, so I feel like I have to go to a Romanian Orthodox church. Yeah, they'll, they'll be it. they'll be like, uh huh, like, uh huh. Have it. You want yes. some, You want some straight from the bottle? I'll um, pour it in there for you. So, so anyway, so he gets his holy water and his crucifixes and what have you and his shovel and he goes down to have his showdown at the desecrated church with, with Dracula and he does that and the granddaughter's been there the whole time in a white gown that's very low cut though like it comes down to what like two centimeters above above the nips there it's really yeah like yeah. really it's wide very deep and very low neckline and so she's it has to be like taped on there oh yeah for sure double-sided tape is the only thing saving you from an nc-17 rating on this boy <laughs> 
But um, so she's unconscious on the altar at the front of the church, and Van Helsing comes over and talks to her anyway, and is yeah. like, "I can't wake you up from this, but I'm gonna go kill Dracula." And you're like, "Why are you talking?" He sticks the crucifix back on her. Too. Yes, he puts the crucifix on her neck, and this is, um, I think, a good time to talk about a thing that I find very weird about this movie, which is how handsy Peter Cushing as Van Helsing is with his granddaughter. Every scene that he, like, embraces her because she's like, I'm so scared, grandfather, and stuff, his hand is, like, up in her boob zone every time. And it makes me very uncomfortable. And this scene, more than any other, when he's, like, putting the crucifix on her, his hands are, like... Yep, and he, like, he lifts her her arm to check her pulse. And, like, you know how if you you have your arm hanging down and you bend your elbow, now your hand is really close to your chest. Yeah. Like, instead of just lifting up her arm, like, that's what he does. He bends it all the way onto her boob and then rests his hands with her hand on her boob instead of just feeling her pulse, like, you know, anywhere Mm. else in her neck or something. But, uh, yeah, so he's, like, it's a weird vibe where he just is, like, really... And all of the little, like, not little, but, like, when you, he's, like, she's asleep and he, he like, sneaks in and, like, kisses her on the cheek. Like, when he goes in for that kiss, it's you're like, not expecting it to end on the cheek. Yeah, it's, he has a very kind of, like, l- like lustful demeanor towards his granddaughter, yeah, which is weird. a little weird. Yeah, very handsy with her. Um, but anyway, so he puts a crucifix on her and then he goes after Drac and um, they're kind of like fighting and having a little showdown and she, Drac- wake, she wakes up. Yeah, Drac throws a, uh, a big iron candelabra yep. thing at him. Drac, and Drac chucks a candelabra. First, okay, let's just talk about the appearance of Dracula in this and how he looms. So the we talked a little bit about how Christopher Lee had some problems getting work early on because he's so tall, but it makes him the ultimate... He doesn't need to say anything. Dracula. Yeah, his lack of lines does not hinder him because he just stands in a doorway and the cape is flowing and he's got his chin tilted up and this look, like, come at me. And he's just... And, like, you can't get out of the doorway around him. No. He's so big. And his presence just, like, punches you right in the gut. Like, you're just like... Like, when you see him. And he's so good for that reason. Like, this is my grounds for a six-foot-five Dracula, always and forever. Also, did we... I know we... Uh, this is a lost tapes. In the lost tapes, did we ever address... The looming question. The looming... No. And the biting. No. The biting. Okay. So, the bonus so, Okay, points. so if you are under six feet tall, I As want I you next time you're at a party... To walk up to someone and try and bite them on the neck and look cool doing it. Bonus points, try to do it from behind because, like, I am 5'4". I'm 5'4". You can't. You can't. You can... And, like, I wear big stompy boots sometimes, but still... Tiptoes. Tiptoes. You're tippy toeing. You kind of... You have to kind of hold on maybe for a little balance. Maybe, you know, like... It's Air a little. Yeah, it's terrible. There's and no you do way. Kind of, you're like, eh, like reaching with your little teeth. Yeah, you're just things. like nipping like no. an. You're like you remember on those old bottles of um, copper tone sunblock, the little Yorkie <laughs> that's like pulling the shirt. Like yep, like pulling you know, those shorts down. I'm thinking it's like more that. Like like when they're like they have a cow hovering over an Amazonian river full of piranha, and the piranha are just like leaping and snapping. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's Your, what well, I yours am. Yours is a little that's cooler than I my am. copper-toned dog. No, I, like. I am a piranha. 
once you but get yeah, in my it's, waters. It's terrible. It's terrible. There's no way you can bite someone's neck looking cool no. unless you're coming down to them to do it. And then, yeah. and if you need to be coming down to everybody, you have to be six foot five. Like you have yeah. to be six foot five. And he makes it look so good. Yes. So, so good. And he wears so a cape. Fluid. I am wearing a cape right now. I am wearing a floral length satin cape with high collar and a neck chain. And mm. it does not look nearly as cool as me, as cool on me, <laughs> as it does on Christopher Lee. Like, he's just, he was born to wear a cape. He was. And so he's in the doorway looking just impossibly good. And he hucks an iron <laughs> candelabra. Doesn't hit anyone. At Van Helsing. And he misses about as much as Johnny Alucard and the dildo. By a margin of several feet, I it's mean to say. amazingly disappointing. Because I want, I mean... Yeah, you want him to win. See, this is our problem. This is why maybe we need another voice on this show that is <laughs> dissenting. Because Who both of us... Who would we find? Who would we ever find? Both of us want Dracula to win, like, very badly. Like, both of us are watching, and when Dracula hucks the candelabra, you're like, yes, he's got him. Yes, that's going to be a square blow. And it's like when we watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, like, both of us want her to end up with Dracula yeah. way more than Harker. Why you know? would you go to Harker? Why? Right. And Why, so, you know? so this Why? is, so there's no, like... It's hard for me to watch these movies because I know Dracula is going to get it, but I want him to win very badly, yes. even though I know... Maybe that's my PM request for the show. Maybe I don't want... PM, like, I'm not supposed to want him to. I know. PM me if you want to be a guest host and uh, weigh in on wanting Dracula. Although yeah, P- PM us if you want to like, be a guest host, but you, but you root you, for Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah, and we'll try not to be too hostile. Yeah, no, we'll we're, a, we're a friendly group. We, uh, you know, you can get in on, we drink a lot of red wine and get wacky, so. Tonight's choice um, is called Love Noir, Sultry Rosé. It was between that or a red called Tall Dark Stranger, because I only picked the goofiest red wines possible. It was pretty decent. PM me if you're a red wine company and you want to sponsor our show. <laughs> PM me if you make black velvet garments or red wine and you want a sponsorship because that's pretty yes. much where I'm at. Um, but yeah, so he misses and, you know, long story short, like, you know where the showdown's going. Dracula gets Sad staked. Place. He doesn't get the girl. Van Helsing wins. And um, he actually falls onto the stake. And Van yeah, Helsing Van just kind of pushes made, like, him down a little, a little bit. A ditch of stakes, and he yeah. falls in. The, when you think he maybe not is not going to do it because Van Helsing kind of ruffles Isn't some confident. dirt around, and you yeah. see you see it. You're like, oh shit! There's a pit of stakes there. Maybe I d- shouldn't fall there. But he ends up falling in it anyways, and then he get, he gets a spade. Van Helsing gets a spade, and you're like, oh shit! They're gonna like really do it. They're gonna be they're gonna decapitate him. This is gonna like really be the end because obviously staking temporary does not do it. temporary at best. But no, no, he doesn't take the spade and, and uh, decapitate him like a snake. Oh, you know what happens before this? He just squishes this? him. You know what happens before this is when um, he stabs him with the knife. Mm-hmm. And so he's like partially oh, this is like important. staked yeah. with the knife. And um, he, 
And and so so Van Helsing stabs Dracula with this dagger, and it's like kind of in him, and Dracula's kind of like staggering around, but he's not yeah. like dead. He's I not really totally incapacitating. Think he should have been able to pull it out. But. Yeah, but he's staggering around, and and then um, who should pull it out of his chest and bail him out? But the granddaughter Jessica Van Helsing, and this brings me back to a point that I've made before, and I suspect I'll be making again, which is that the problem that men who fight Dracula encounter time and time again is their folly in assuming that their women will side with them over Dracula. It will never happen. Folly. If you stab Dracula Pure with a knife folly. and you're like you're like there's a woman in between you and Dracula and you're like is she going to save me? Is she going to save Dracula? Like she's pulling that knife out of Drac's chest. Like there's you cannot compete with Dracula in the realm of women. Like nope. Dracula knows what women want in a way that you could never hope to. Like you can watch every episode of The Pickup Artist I think and and you, farther from the truth. Yeah, you, it will bring you further from Dracula's perfect game than 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 possible. Um, but yeah, so, so she does side with Drac, but yeah, so he ends up like pushing him down onto the stake in the pit and, and there's a bunch of blood that's, it's like, it looks like orange juice mixed with ketchup. Yeah, it's really, really vibrant. It's very bright. No blood is really that color. Yep. And so then, uh, Drac said, yep. And then it says, rest in final peace in huge red letters over the scene and then the credits roll. Yep. Also, this movie goes on for a while and then it was what eight minutes from the end and we're like ha there's only eight minutes left yeah it's one of those movies where it seems like things are going and things are going and things are going and it's pretty long and then all of a sudden you look at the runtime that's left and you're like how are they gonna wrap this up and then things at the end are very abrupt I'm gonna assume that we it's unlikely that we'll cover like every Christopher Lee Dracula movie. So I'm gonna just venture that I watched one not too long ago, uh, called The Scars of Dracula, which is the same deal. It's a Hammer Productions uh Christopher Lee Dracula movie and it's like the plot just goes and goes and goes until like five minutes before the end and then at the end Right before you expect it to be the final showdown, Dracula just gets struck by lightning, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> and you're like, w- w- I'm sorry. So, so Dracula raises this like metal, like I think it was, it might have been a sword or something, but I barely remember. But this, he raises this metal weapon up in the air, up on top of the castle, like he's gonna strike down the hero, and he just gets struck by lightning, and that's the end of the movie. So it seems like their kind of theme is to just like they get. They film an hour and a half of runtime, and they're just like, oh, sh- shit. Shit. This is... Okay. Yeah, stab him. That's it. Just real quick. The end. Just real school. Just The end. Just get it done. So, yeah. So, it ends pretty abruptly, and uh, and that's it. Um, so, I guess now what I want to talk about... What's your rating? Out of 10 for this movie, not for Christopher Lee as Dracula, because we'll talk mm. about that next. Are, oh, see, this is like a over, one. overall watchability. I'm Just not talking about general, different, yeah, like different aspects, like overall it watchability. Wasn't hard to watch, but it also wasn't something I would watch again. It wasn't. It wasn't like funny bad enough yeah. to like warrant me being like, oh my god, you have to see this. Like I don't know, like four out of ten. Yeah, I'm five saying. out of ten. Like it was four fine. And a half maybe. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. I wasn't like cracking up for. Although most the, of I it. think this is the first movie we've watched where we kept pausing it to have side conversations. Yeah, to be also, honest, we've never true, done that. Also true. It's because the space bar was in easy reach for me. Yeah. Which like maybe we'll have to avoid in the future, so that I will. I have crippling ADD, so this is a thing with me. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. And like comparatively, like I would give for overall watchability, despite its flaws, like the last movie we watched, I would give that an eight out of 10. It, but this was like fine. It was fine. It just wasn't like, it wasn't funny bad enough to be like a bad no. movie you'd watch with your friends, like The Room or Birdemic or something, but it wasn't like good enough to be something that you'd watch because it's good. It was kind of in that gray area. Yeah, if you have like a specific interest in the seventies or yeah, Stone it was Ground. kind of a romp for that reason, oh, right? Oh, one of the things also we didn't touch on is uh, during the fight scenes. You know how in uh, in like the Bat in Batman show, yeah, the like sixties like Adam when West in, Batman when they have fights, there's always like. <laughs> Like musical exclamations when things yep, are exciting, yep. so it's like, like a trumpet's Whoa! like Whoa! Yeah. that. That they was... do that with all the punches, and also yeah. like over a lot of the big scenes, there's like awkward, like Austin Powers ass, like seventies, like pop music playing, which is pretty yeah. weird. It's a weird. The movie is like weird. If you're mm-hmm. into like a weird seventies Dracula mashup, you might enjoy it. But it was like, in my opinion, there are Christopher Lee Dracula pictures I would recommend for both goodness and badness over this. Like, if you're looking for bad, I'd recommend The Scars of Dracula. If you're looking for good, I, I think the the horror of Dracula that we watched on the Lost Tapes. That's good. A little better than this, I think. It's better than this. It is a better movie in general. Although, it was bad. Our, big, our biggest problem with that also was just, like, butchering the plot. Yeah, for sure, and then for some, sure. some weird acting. This saved us from a lot of complicated feelings because it doesn't try to follow... Yes. the book at all so we don't have to c- kind of grade it on whether it was faithful to the book or not because it didn't even just, try yeah, it wasn't <laughs> even remotely related to so that's easy but yeah I don't know just in general I it's kind of it was mediocre I guess it was like fine but it was like it wasn't again nothing to write home about so for yeah. me I'm like four or five out of ten Christopher Lee as Dracula I give very high marks to I just feel like he needs a better vehicle as always. Yeah. He, like, because he sells it. And he actually, does. Peter Cushing sells it, too. But, yeah, like, those everyone two are great. else. They actually, Peter Cushing seems strange at times in this movie because he's an excellent actor. He's good. He Yeah, he's acting really well, but everyone around but, him yeah, is just... Seems like a hysterical weirdo. Just chewing the scenery, like... <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait why, why is there this regular person here? And then you realize... It's not oh, that he's a regular per- person weird. in there. It's that he's actually because a talented actor. Because he's behaving the way a normal person would behave in this situation. And as a result, he seems out of place. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so there are other like camera productions ones I would recommend over this one. Um, but it was like fine. It was all right. It was kind of campy. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think... Uh, I'm going to go more with four than a five. Four, more of a four. More of a four. Just it's more like... Would I really ever bother watching this again? No. Yeah. I wouldn't no. even be like this will this was hilarious or so off that That's yeah, what I was saying. I'll watch it again with you so that you yeah. can see too. I would just right. say it's no. It's not even like so no. bad that just it's funny bad. It, it was just want. regular bad. Right. Um yeah. I think that's pretty much where I'm at. So, you know, we'll be back at you again soon with another one. Um, I think our plan is to be on a, like, roughly bi-weekly schedule from here on out. We've had some hiccups early on with, like, getting things on iTunes, which requires their approval, and me being kind of... 
I don't want to say I'm not technologically savvy, but I'm... It's a very specific area that you don't have experience with, and honestly, neither do I. So we're working at some of the kinks, but I think in the future we'll be on a roughly bi-weekly schedule coming at you with this stuff, and hopefully by the time, you know, this is kind of like I'm done editing this, the first two episodes will be up, so you'll be hearing this like after, you know, after some time and after hearing the first couple of episodes, but... um. You know, as always, we're uh, we're grateful for you to for checking it out. I guess yeah, sticking with us through yeah, this. giving giving us some of your time and attention. And if anyone wants to buy me that Dracula signet ring, and you know, PM me for my address. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I guess. I guess that's it. I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna you gonna sign off about I'm your gonna, beverage preferences. Am I gonna do it? I think you, I think so. I never drink wine. What they've done to me